Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Episode 28 getting the most from your local library. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Get it, get it, get it, library. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of the Frugal Friends Podcast. I am Jen. This is Jill. And we are coming at you. First week of November, year is almost over. The Mm. holidays are just around the corner, as they say. Mm. Get ready. Yes. Uh, So, but we're absolutely not going to talk about anything holiday related. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank us later. Yeah, nothing. And, And now you can thank us now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we get started talking about one of our favorite frugal topics, this is like the second in a two-part series. Like last week was pawn shops. This week is libraries. I just decided just now it's a two-part series. (laughs) (laughs) The connection being there's a lot of stuff available. Yeah, they're both frugal gems. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to talk to you about our sponsors So the first one, as always, not a sponsor, but we have partnered with CookSmarts. Finally, Uh, it's a meal planning service that provides recipes, instructions, prep, uh, shopping lists for four meals per week. So we had Jess Dang on recently, who's the creator of CookSmarts. And we just love this service so much um, because while it does cost a little bit, bit of money, it saves you in the long run. Um, and Jess has actually offered Frugal Friends listeners 25% off meal plans if you use the promo code FRUGAL. That's FRUGAL, just how you think to spell it. So, and <laughs> Exactly how you'd expect. Exactly how you spell it. And if you want to try it out before you buy it, you can always get three free weeks of meal plans. So head over to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash CS, try the free meal plans, and if you love it, you get 25% off of whatever you buy with promo code FRUGAL. Also, this episode is brought to you by Recycling. Do you have a glass bottle that you want to throw in the trash? Resist the urge. Instead, recycle it. 
or even better, use it as a garden decoration. Your neighbors will love it. Or do you have an old t-shirt? Don't throw it out. Recycle it. Turn it into a cleaning rag. It's better for the environment. It fosters creativity and it creates sustainability. Europe does this far better than us Americans, but give it a try. Recycle it. (laughs) Is this inspired by your trip to Ireland you just got back from? <laughs> yeah, and which it's in the UK. Northern Ireland is like considered the UK. But yes, they do it so much better. There are, there's like five different recycling things. You there there's the regular trash which you really try to avoid. Like nothing should ever go in the trash, really. Get there's trash composting, shamed. there's like all kinds of different types of recycling. It it's amazing. You have to be very aware of what you're doing with the things that you don't want anymore. That's that's intense. I can I can barely manage figuring out what thing goes in the one recycling bin that I have. (laughs) So, So, yeah, better if you can't figure it out like me, just reuse it. Yeah, exactly. Recycling also includes using it for different purposes within your own home. Not just putting it in the recycling bin. So true. I know. Mind blown. Preach. Mm. (laughs) Well, let's get into talking about the library. There's literally no segue from recycling to the library. (laughs) I think libraries push recycling. They do. Libraries love 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 recycling programs. Who loves recycling? Libraries. There There it is. There we go. We found it. And. Most people think of libraries, they think of just books, and they don't realize the vast, like, array of options that the library offers. And so it's not, I know, it's, and even some of these things, I always learn something when I'm researching Mm -hmm. for a show. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are so many things, and not all of these things are offered at every single library. So you have to do your own research for yours. But we want to open up the world of libraries to you so that you can use them to your highest frugal potential. Are you ready? I I think I'm ready. I've got to admit, Jen, that when you told me that we were going to do this episode on libraries, I was a little bit like, what is there to talk about? (laughs) Everyone knows that's where you can rent books from. And also, I have a little bit of that perspective that Parks and Rec has of libraries. I don't know if you've ever seen Parks and Rec. I don't think I've seen that episode. But like the Parks and Rec department hates the library. (laughs) (laughs) and They're always opposed to them. They think that they're awful people who run the library like librarians are from the pit of hell. Um, But after having researched about the library, my mind is blown. My world is opened. I have already utilized some things at my local library today. As a result of researching, yes. I can share that later because I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, let's dive into the first uh, article. It's called 18 Weird Things You Can Borrow from Your Local Library. So, um, and this is from bookriot.com because where better to find information on libraries than a website about book nerds? Am I right? (laughs) That's it. Good thinking. Yeah, you have to go there. So... Jill, what was your favorite thing on this list? 
Okay, so I thought that the oddest thing, I know that's not your question, but that's where I'm going with it. The <laughs> oddest thing from here was that some libraries will rent out to you or loan you tools or cake pans, board games, which I think I kind of knew that. And and of course, like we said, this depends on your library, but there's a variety of things that you could loan from your local library, including technology, it really opened up the world to me to think, oh, my word, when we talk about borrowing and we normally talk about neighbors, like go to your neighbor to borrow something if you need it, don't just buy it. This is kind of like the library is offering to be your neighbor and lend you a cake pan if you don't happen to have that in your home. You can get that at the library. That was really odd to me, but I thought that was really cool. Right. So some of these aren't at the like actual public library and some of them will just set up separate kind of quote unquote libraries. Um, So I know there's one like in Portland that's Mm -hmm. just like a kitchen library and they will rent out different like kitchen tools and like pans and and all this stuff. Um, And then there's like tool libraries, like some of them you can get at public libraries, but others, they're just a tool library. So it's also worth, like, even if you know of the public libraries in your area, to search for your city plus library and see if there's any like private libraries in the area, Mm -hmm. because that's something I didn't know. And one thing on this list that I thought was really interesting I will also go odd since you started that. (laughs) I will give you my oddest thing. Thank you. So people, you can check Uh out people, including nurses and social workers. Uh Uh-huh. So it's called the Living Library. And it says it's one of the newest and most exciting offerings libraries now have, which is, I mean, seems new. I don't know how exciting it sounds, but at least for the nurses and the social workers. But you can kind of, quote unquote, check out an individual who's willing to talk to you about their personal experience on a specific topic. So I don't know if it's just like a one on one thing or or what. But like I know people like this do like public talks at libraries for free. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I thought that was kind of the oddest I found that so interesting and really cool for those who are more into maybe the more anthropology side of things to hear from somebody's personal experience, but also connected with this living library idea is the fact that there are often also resources attached to libraries. So sometimes libraries can be a place where homeless people gather Mm-hmm. because it's a warm area that people can hang out in, have access to internet when shelters are shut down. Like a lot of times shelters will only provide uh, resources through the night and then you have to leave in the morning and you can't come back until a certain time. So a lot of times homeless people will go to libraries. And so it sounds like there's also libraries acknowledging this and pulling on other local resources to provide the homeless population with access to resources, uh, utilizing, I think, social workers in that way, but mm-hmm. also allowing the internet to be used for job searches and and different things like that. So kind of like rather than pushing out the homeless population, just acknowledging that this is a place for them and um, providing resources. So I thought that was cool. Not all libraries are that intentional, but that was part of the reading that I found there, which I thought was really cool. And I know they have a lot of training on how to deal with that stuff. 
So they're never a nuisance when I'm there. The people that are there and like know kind of how to be, you know, the best library patrons they can be. So definitely embrace it. It's a really, it's a really great thing for the community. And I will say one more thing. I'm looking at this cake pans picture and this woman (laughs) is at the library, like public library with, and it says on the top cake pans and underneath reference. So it's just like bags of cake pans, like (laughs) on a row, just with all the books. Uh So, and I love that these aren't just big uh, libraries. Like they're not just so, you know, New York City and San Francisco Mm -hmm. and like the big, these are smaller libraries. Like these are libraries, you're bound to have something special at the library where you live. I know we have at least one of these things that I've looked into and it's museum passes. Mm -hmm. So we have um, about, we have kind of four major um, museums in the area and we have access to three of them for free. You get a a four-person family pass to the museum and you have seven days to use it from the time you check it out. Uh, and when I last checked, there was no wait for these passes and they're like great museums. So definitely yes. when we get a free chance, I'm going to take out some of those museum passes. Yes. So that was my exciting thing that I took advantage of. So my library actually is within walking distance. Like it's, it's almost even within a stone's throw distance, depending on how like athletic you are. (laughs) But I, I couldn't believe this when I read that, that you could get museum passes. And I still don't, I still am having a hard time believing that this is a real thing. But I went on my library's website and they have a whole list of museums. You can look at up by available dates or by museum. So I found that one of the lists on my local library is the Children's Museum. Mm-hmm, and so yeah. I can I can rent a Children's Museum pass. It's good for 6 people. So adults and children good for 6 people. I pick it up the day before we go and then I return it. And so I checked it out. My sister's coming in town um in a couple of weeks like over Thanksgiving and that date was available. So all I had to do was type in my library card number and it's reserved for me for the date that I want it. And now I'm able to take my sister and her three kids for free to the Children's Museum which would normally be $8 a person. Oof. And we're going to take awesome. six people for, right? I think it's free. Awesome. I don't believe yeah. it. I, like, <laughs> I'll tell you if it's not that way, but I can't believe it. And like, what a cool thing for when people come in town and you want to even explore your own area. It's free the, yeah. through the library. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are the same thing over here. We have a children's museum. We have a glass blowing um, museum and then the Museum of Fine Arts. Um, and then, yeah, so each museum website has a different way to get them. Ours is basically you search just like you're searching for a book. You just <laughs> search Museum Pass in the book library and and then you can reserve it online. So it's yeah. amazing. I am. Yeah. I'm still I'm still experiencing the high of this that I am Our, getting six passes just for having a library card. Yes. And I so, can go do this thing so with cool. my family. I know. Yes. When you have family coming in town for the holidays, even though we're not talking about the holidays right now. Oh, my word. You broke our promise. <laughs> <laughs> you can't trust me. Uh, but you can take them somewhere for free. Like it's and it's not a catch. It's the library. <laughs> 
So, yes. Yeah. They're and not it, an awful place. Yeah. It says there's, um, so it only lists two, but I can't believe like that it's not a very common thing. But Chicago Public Library gives passes to 17 different museums. So even if you are going somewhere and you have a friend that lives there, calling them up or texting them because it's 2018 and asking them if they can get passes through their library yep. card, they're helping you. It doesn't cost them money. Yeah. And you guys can hang out together. I think we have like 15 different places on on my library's website. And it, inclu- it includes like a gardens, um, these like elaborate gardens that you can go tour. It's a variety of different places. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I was feeling excited with three and now I feel cheated. Um, thanks a lot. <laughs> that is exciting, feet. Jen. You do have some cool places. <laughs> we do. We do. Anything else on this thing that you liked? Seeds. So, and this might go along with some of the other, like what we were talking about as far as libraries go and different definitions. But, and I think even some public libraries might do this too, where you can loan seeds, use them, grow a garden, and then I guess return seeds from your own harvest back into the seed or gardening bank which I thought was really cool for those people who are into gardening to explore your library for options like that. Yeah. But do you have to give back a seed once your produce has grown? I I don't know. That's <laughs> what this article seemed to allude to, but I don't know. Yeah. Bring back additional I'm sure seeds. it'd be I, easy enough to do that, but I hope that you can just like accumulate different seeds because I don't know if I can accomplish growing something. <laughs> yeah. That was probably not the library for me then. In, in loaning it out, you are agreeing that you're going to have to develop a green thumb. Yeah. Yeah. I can't promise that. You know, I can't promise anything. <laughs> no promises. Maybe that's not for you, Jen. Yeah. Another thing that I liked. So I know in colleges, You can rent out sports recreation equipment, but then you get out of college and you're like, oh, God, I don't want to buy a kayak. (laughs) But some libraries will let you rent like fishing poles, tackle boxes, hiking gear um, and other like smaller sports equipments for sports. And uh, so (laughs) hashtag sports, hashtag sports. And then you don't have to buy them when you realize that you're not good at sports uh, and then it just goes to waste or that you're not as into paddleboarding as you thought you might be. Is that a jab? Because it was was fun that one time. (laughs) We used it twice. Okay. It was a great deal. Yeah. Some other notable things on this before we move on, because there's just so many great things. Like I want to just read them all. I had no Um, idea. Yeah. But dogs, So apparently (laughs) you can rent out dogs um, for child to dog reading programs or just for stressed out students. Can you take them home with you? I wasn't clear on that. Or just while you're at the library, you can have access to a dog. Gosh, that's a really great question that I don't know. But if you're looking for a dog um, that you can take home but not keep for its entire life, you can always foster dogs. That's a thing. Yeah. So there's there's an option for short term and long term dogging. (laughs) I don't think that's a word, but you made it. You made it one. Okay, And then also home improvement and maintenance tools. Like if you were me in our home improvement episode and you only have (laughs) the the, MacGyver tool, the MacGyver toolbox. (laughs) Yeah, you need a power drill 
there are, you know, like you were mentioning the tool lending library initially, but um, there's one in Oakland, New Orleans, and other places that just have all these home improvement things that you don't need to buy because mm. yep. you can borrow them. Yep. Save your money. Be frugal. Yeah. Hmm. We should start a podcast about frugality. We have a lot of good things to say. <laughs> oh, oh, this is the one I was looking for. Santa suits. Oh, you are breaking our promise. We're going to have not, to 100% it's just on the edit list, that out. Jill. It's just on the list. <laughs> okay, okay. That's it. I'm done. I'm done with this one. All right, let's move on. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. All right. But I do have to admit our next article is also from Book Riot mm-hmm. because I just feel like I, I mean, I don't want to go to other frugal people. I want to go to the book people. Yeah. I want to learn about libraries. So they just, seem to know what they're talking about. Yeah. It's uh, the article Six Ways to Become a Power User of the Public Library. Mm, I want to be so, a power power user. I always want pretty to be much that. everything. Power user, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then if you know what you can get, let's get it and use it effectively. Mm-hmm. All right. So this first one that I liked from this article is actually one I did really recently and it's taking advantage of um, like interlibrary holds so mm-hmm. or like interlibrary requests I guess. Inter- interlibrary loans I think is yes. the technical term. So I have a I wanted to read a book and it was a self-published book and so don't think the library only has traditionally published books. They definitely do have self-published as well. But my library did not have the book that I wanted. 
but it was still in the system. So I requested it and it ended up coming from this library in Kentucky. And I can't extend my loan, but I could have it for a month. And then I just give it back to the library. Mm. So yeah. And then the library gets to benefit from pleasing me without spending the money on this book. Yeah. I utilize, this is a great tip for students. I utilize interlibrary loans as a undergrad and graduate program through my programs because sometimes you can have access to even your textbooks through the interlibrary loan, either at your university's library or through your local public library. You could even request sometimes textbooks if they have access to larger universities or cities' libraries. So it has been a money saver for me utilizing that as well. You have to think ahead. You have to be proactive and planning which is also, you know, a big underlying component of being frugal is being future thinking, <laughs> yeah. which isn't always a strong suit of students. But <laughs> if you can think ahead and wait a couple of weeks for that book to come in and then quick read it fast before it has to be due back, uh, that has been, yeah, like I said, a money saver. That's awesome. Anything else you used on this list? Jill? I liked the tip for audiobooks, and we probably most of us do know this, but if we don't have long podcasts that we want to be listening to, like when we're traveling, um, we will we'll use audiobooks from the library, and that's also a nice way, like a concise way, to see what audiobooks are there, rather than just like scrolling through the internet. Um, and purchasing an audiobook, I like to get them from the library when, before I go on long road trips. So I thought that one was a good tip, too. Yeah. And they even have um, a new app called Libby, Libby. So that's where you can get like your ebooks and your audiobooks from. And this app actually tells you what place in line you are for mm. an audiobook or ebook. So you can tell how long the wait is going to be. So yeah. I've like, gotten to like right before a trip and I want to take it but like I you can only have a certain number of holds so I'll hold it like for a week or two before I know that I'm going on my trip and then by the time I get there I've got it and you know then it just works out perfectly so but Libby nice. is such a good app mm -hmm. if you have a public library you should definitely have that app on your phone it's uh, a way you can get ebooks and audiobooks yeah. like right from your phone. So good. Yeah. I also, this one also listed that you can get technology like Roku's or cameras or game consoles at the library, which I thought would be a great idea for kids sleepovers, like parents having a bunch of kids over for a weekend rather than buying a new game or a new game console or what, you know, spending a lot of money on entertainment, go to your library and see what they have as far as even old movies that, mm -hmm. you know, might just spark some interest for you and for the kids. Or yeah, like, like I said, these game consoles and you can rent games and that kind of a thing. So you don't always have to spend money to entertain your children. Oh my word, imagine that. What? <laughs> oh. So these next two, actually the first two on the list, I've also done these. Um, the first one is get to the top of the hold list for hot titles. So most of the time they will put like, books that they know are going to be popular on the website before it actually launches. And mm -hmm. so you can pre-request, which I have done 
I actually did with Meet the Frugal Woods. I pre-requested it before it was even out. And it wasn't even the first one on the list. And I got it very quickly uh, after it was released. Nice. Yeah. And then the next one goes hand in hand with that. It's to request titles for purchase. So maybe the book you want is not going to be a New York Times bestseller. So you can request, um, if it's a traditionally published book at at our library, you can request it immediately. If it's a self-published book, you have to wait for it to be published for one year before you can request it. I don't know why they do that. That's kind of the rule. So, and I've also requested titles for purchase. I did that with Kate Flanders' book, The More Blessed. So two books that I've done those things with and been so thankful that I did not have to buy the books. Mm-hmm. Nice. So. Really great tips. Like I said, I had no idea. This is amazing. Yes. And then the, the last one on here is just know your special collections, which is what we just talked about. So, oh, actually the last one is get book recommendations mm-hmm. from your librarian. Yes. You don't have to be afraid of the librarian. She's approachable. He's approachable. Ask them their opinion. What do they like? Yeah. Find them and ask them. I'm looking at my Libby app right now because I was just thinking about how far away I am for getting the book Girl, Wash Your Face. Mm. Do you know that book? I've heard of it, but I, that's about the extent of it. So I've placed it the hold on September 18th. And currently, I am 33rd in place. I have an approximate wait time of eight weeks for the book. And I'm up from 77 in life. my word. Yes. So patience, again, a virtue of frugality. Patience. Yes. There are 11 people waiting per copy. And our library has acquired one additional copy since this hold was placed. So, and that's all on the Libby app. So you get to know all of that. Wow. Yeah. We've hardly mentioned the fact that you can just go to the library and get books to read for self-entertainment. That's so true. The library has so much more to offer than just what you would normally think of. Yeah. Like the other day I got a calligraphy book out because I took a calligraphy class and I really wanted to um, like brush up on some skills. Mm -hmm. And the girl recommended this book, but it was really expensive and I really suck. So I didn't want to invest, but I wanted to get better. Hence, library. What a cool idea. Yeah. For people wanting to DIY. You always see that too in those apocalyptic movies when everything crashes and there's no internet. Now you have to live off the land again. People are always then scouring the library because that's where you would first learn about things is from books. So to be savvy at the library can prepare you for that zombie apocalypse. Yes. Well, that's that's encouraging. <laughs> and on that note, let's transition. <laughs> can you tell it's Halloween? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Anyways, let's get into something better. Uh, something almost as good as libraries. Something excellent. Something it's, so good. It's so time for the The bill of the week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was. 
was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. Hi, Jen and Jill. This is Susan and I'm calling with a bill of the week, which is my internet services bill. It was $112 a month, but I recently called to see how I could maybe get it lowered. And it is now $72 a month with slightly reduced speed that my family didn't even notice. And I saved a bunch of money. Thanks. That's amazing, Susan. Yes. Um, We love calling and asking for lower bills. Yeah. What a great bill of the week. Especially internet. That's that's $40 a month that she's saving. Hold on. Let's do some quick math. $480 a year back in her pocket just because she called and since just because family, she was like hey give me a deal your family doesn't even know you could pocket that 480 <gasps> susan yeah, and you could do susan. whatever you want with it 480 dollars. what are you gonna do with that at the end of the year spa what, what could that be that's spa a week that's that's a spa week yeah. right there yeah that's or a spa day with friends if you're wanting to be oh generous gosh, yes that's i mean that's all their christmas presents and by theirs, I mean yes. all your Christmas presents to yourself, Susan. <laughs> that is. Even though we're not talking about holidays yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a big old lie to everybody. <laughs> I Here you have it. Can't, I can't. Uh, thank you so much, Susan. If you want to tell us about your bill of the week, please, please, please head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and you can record your bill right on your phone and tell us, tell us what's up. Tell us who your favorite bill is, what your favorite bill is. Impress us. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then 
Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. (laughs) I want to be impressed. Yes. (laughs) Jill is hard to impress. I'm very easy to impress, though. You'll win one of us over, at least. Yeah. I mean, actually... No, you were you were so impressed by that duck bill one. Uh, now, you I, I, well, exactly. I'm hard to impress, and that impressed me. Yeah. So sometimes you you get me <laughs> with the cute worn off duck bill. Who didn't love that? Nobody didn't love that. Nobody. <laughs> I don't know. That's a double negative. What are you actually <laughs> saying? What's actually being said here? I'm saying we should talk <laughs> about some of our. Favorite library offerings from our personal our libraries. Tips. Yeah. Um, Good transition. Yes. I know I already spoke the praises of Libby because I forgot I added it to the end of the show notes, but who cares? I'll talk That's about okay. it again. It's a great app, but there are other things. So my library also offers digital music and art lessons. What? Like how what crazy does that is mean? that? Yes. So it's in a partnership with artistworks.com. So our library does like digital, the lessons are digital, but it's lessons on music and art. So, okay. And then also has uh, language lessons. What? Um, yeah. It's through Pronunciator. That's the. Oh my word. <laughs> it's like the library wants people to learn or something. I know. And those are all like remote. You could do those from anywhere. Um, And then a big thing in our library is the access to Ancestry.com. So you can find out all you like genealogy files uh, can find out all of the Ancestry.com database. um, But that's only accessible in the library. What does that mean? Because I can go on Ancestry.com. Is it like a heightened access? Yeah, it's like the paid version. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Man, people are so into that. I know, I know. I yeah, I knew someone and she would hang out at the library and just study like genealogy. I think that's it. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So wow. Some of the stuff at our library. How about you, Jill? Some tips that I have found at my own library is that there's a lot happening for families, like a lot of community events my library Mm -hmm. puts on. So they'll have weekly story time for um, parents and kids to come and listen to a more, I don't know, I guess, professional storyteller, (laughs) (laughs) which is fun. Uh, Or reading different books, new books, new children's uh, stories that have come in. They'll also do movie nights at my library. And then lots of other community events like and then even some of their fundraisers will be like wine tasting or beer and beef festivals Ooh. that are put on at the library yeah and then also a lot of free community events my library also has a community garden so Aww. i think yeah i don't know exactly how you would get involved with it but again there's just a lot of community events that they're constantly doing and then I know that I will also, when I'm babysitting somebody's kid, I'll take them to the library because they have a lot of really fun toys, like train sets and little reading nooks. And so I'll just go and spend hours with either like my niece and nephew or friends' kids playing on on the toys that are there or reading books. 
but also sometimes there's special exhibits. And I know depending on the city. So when I visited my sister who used to live in Chicago, they had a beautiful library and every weekend they would have like a different exhibit. They had a bee exhibit, like live bees. That doesn't Uh, sound safe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm realizing that as I'm saying it. They they were like, they were enclosed, but you could watch the bees through this like glass thing. And then they had um, face painting where you could get like little bumblebees face painted and and So that they could like break out of the glass and come see their friend (laughs) on your face. And hives, you could get (laughs) hives all over as part of the face painting that you get stung. And then it'd be like, like 3D face painting no but yeah they had fun exhibits for learning and then also utilizing the computers and internet there this occurred to me that as an alternative to going to a coffee shop and spending money on coffee you could go to your local library for that more uh, workspace environment but you know access to internet and not Mm -hmm. needing to pay for your coffee bring your own coffee right um and utilize the computers and internet there so just a lot of really cool things and libraries are open late they're open till like nine o'clock at night which i didn't realize either ours is ours are not open that late at night but i'm sure some of them are Mm-hmm. And and they have private rooms. So if you need like an office, it's usually a first come first serve like office space. And they're just so cool. I didn't yeah. think about that thing with the kids because I would never babysit because I just am horrible with kids. I can't figure out what to do with them. But taking them to the library sounds like a great idea because they yeah. do. Ours has like little nooks and they actually have like a teenager nook that's like separate from the kid nook. Um, which like sounds like a good and bad idea. I'm not sure about it, but they have all this kid stuff. Uh, that would be a great idea. And depending on the library, but I know mine and a lot of others that I've been to, there's playgrounds like right outside or Mm -hmm. nearby. So you've got kind of the best of both worlds. If it starts to get rainy or too cold, go inside and read a book then go back outside and run around and just spend your whole day at the library. That's so funny because our library instead of having a playground in front of it, actually has workout equipment. Like it's... What? what? Um, Outside? Yeah. So it's workout equipment that's designed to be outdoors. We have a lot of it in our area because for like this Get Fit Healthy initiative, but uh, it's in a lot of bigger cities. And uh, yeah, it's like a full outdoor gym outside so of our library. So basically like an adult playground. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Jen, when I come out to visit you next, we're, we're going to go to the library, apparently. It's, yes, it's close enough for us to walk there. I mean, that's I could amazing. never throw a stone that far, <laughs> but it is close enough to walk. That's and you can amazing. do like a little warm up run down to the gym. And then... All right, let's not go overboard. No? Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll go next time you're here. Do you have any other tips? For your um, local library? So not my local library, but mm-hmm. I did find this out in my research um, that in California, if you are a California resident, you can request a virtual library card um, to get ebooks from any uh, library in California. So oh. if you live in a very populous uh, county and uh, you want a like a more popular book like girl wash your face uh you can <laughs> you can apply for a virtual card at another library thus possibly cutting the wait time uh for said book so i thought that was a cool 
thing that California offered. That is cool. All right, California. Yeah, it's expensive to live there, but I guess that's cool. (laughs) That part's nice. Yeah. All right. I think that's uh, that's all we have to say about libraries. I think we've said I think we've said enough. I know you thought this was going to be a five minute episode. (laughs) I literally and doll just doll. You thought this was going to be an episode of popcorn finance. I thought we were going to have to use our inside voices (laughs) and have our hair in buns. No, no, we can talk. I mean, if you didn't know this about us, we can talk. So, (laughs) but I think we, we don't want to beat a dead horse. Just know library is great. Search out what yours has to offer and then come back and tell us about it in our Frugal Friends Facebook group because we want to know all of the cool things your library has to offer so we can be jealous. I bet there's even more out there. I bet. Well, we'll wrap it up. It's November. And so we are finally reading The More of Less by Joshua Becker. I'm so excited to read this. um, And you are going to love, love, love one of our future guests, if you like reading this book, because I'm bad at keeping secrets. So I'm just going to say it. I'm so excited. Um, But our next book uh, for December is The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas Stanley. And the book is basically a compilation of research he did on millionaires that found that they don't necessarily show up where you think or buy the things you assume. Uh, So it's a must read in a frugal book club because you will be inspired to become a millionaire um, because, spoiler alert, they are all frugal and you'll find out the frugal things that they do. Nice. And like we've done in all of these past months, if you want a free copy of The Millionaire Next Door, we are giving away one for every five reviews we get this month. And again, as always, there's no limit to that. So everyone, give us your review. To enter, leave us a review on your podcast listening device, not just iTunes, anywhere you're listening. Screenshot that review and send it to us at frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And we will select the winners for this book at the end of the month. And if you want to know what a great review looks like, a winning review, rather, we are actually going to pick our winner for... Drum roll for the more of less right now. Jill, pick a number one through five. Two. It's Brittany. Yay, Brittany. <laughs> it's Brittany. And Brittany <laughs> says, Love it. Brand new to this podcast, but I'm absolutely loving it. Great tips for mac- maximizing your monies. So. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brittany, for your sweet review. And you will be getting a copy of Joshua Becker's More of Less. So you can uh, Amazing. read it Congrats, with us. Brittany. Awesome. Yeah. You can be a winner, too. Just, yes. just follow our guidelines. <laughs> Thanks you're- so much, you guys, for hanging out with us today. Hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this episode, and we will keep coming at you every Friday. It doesn't have to end here. Uh, with some more frugality tips, uh, you can expect more like our library episode. You know, who yeah. would have who would have expected? But probably so. not talk about the holidays. <laughs> Which might be Don't another lie for that. because apparently that's all we do. Don't we come are here for that. shrouded with <laughs> lies and deceit here. So until next week. Bye, y'all. See ya. 
Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriani. I had no idea, Jen. You blew my mind with this whole library talk. Isn't it great? Wow. Why why have we not been to the library together? That's a good question. Yeah. Did we even go to a pawn shop together? Clearly, if your no. memories of a pawn shop were like foggy and sweaty, we did not go together. <laughs> I was so sweaty. <laughs> um, no. Uh, we we've got so much ground to cover when we see each other next which I'll start making a list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were we doing? We were too concerned with happy hours. We really were. <laughs> <laughs> happy hours on the beach, which again, then, then there's nothing wrong with that, but pawn shops and libraries are in our midst. <laughs> I don't know, maybe we should just stick with Happy hours in the beach. <laughs> Good point. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-Q for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.